Welcome to Jobs for Women, a podcast and free members club where we help you navigate life and work and get the salary you deserve. We bring you raw conversations with real women navigating the work world. Expect expert advice, solutions, driven content and access to our free members club. We're not just talking change, we are making it happen. Be part of the movement. I'm so happy you're here. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am very excited to welcome this week's guest. We have Hannah Holt. Hannah is a self-acceptance coach and I am really delighted to have you on the podcast. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Very much. Um, Self-acceptance coach. Um, When we first chatted, I was like, God, I need a bit of that in my life over the years, especially in my career. Not very self-accepting, especially when I made um, a mistake at work, which we talked about on the pod- on the podcast with someone else. I think it might have been the confidence webinar that we were just chatting about off the pod, this self-acceptance when things go right and things go wrong. So talk to me. What does a self-acceptance coach do? I mean, you know, you just touched on it there. We're, we are our own worst enemy. Um, we are our biggest inner critic. And so many women I speak to, particularly at work, have just got this underlying lack of belief in in who they are and, and also trying to be someone in order to meet someone else's expectations. So we're kind of going about our day, not even knowing who we are half the time. Um, so it's kind of like acceptance is all about coming back to yourself. Who am I? Who am I? And like, what do I want to stand for? Um, but also believing that you're that I'm enough in who I am. You know what I I've got, you know building up that confidence within ourselves. But in order to even get to that confident stage, it's it's kind of like just being able to accept who you truly are and that being enough full stop you know it's kind of just we're just on this constant quest to to meet someone else's approval and get you know but it's kind of like we lose touch of who we are really yeah and I think as women it's almost like society tells us who we're supposed to be what we're supposed to look like what Mm -hmm. size we're supposed to be yeah so I think there's a lot of pressure isn't there so if if someone's listening because I do feel like when I think about my career progression I was always hard on myself. I was always looking for, I wanted to earn more money. Not that I wanted to earn loads of money, but I was always trying to find the way up the career ladder um, because I was a hard worker. Um, But the self-doubt used to creep in. So I remember looking at job ads and stuff and I'd be like, oh, I I can't do that. Do you think we get to a point where, you know, maybe if people listening, they're in their early career, do you think we'll ever get to a point of self-acceptance if we're always trying to strive for the next thing? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it takes it takes work because ultimately we are always wanting more. We want, you know, what's next, what's next? And whether that be wanting that promotion for meeting someone else's approval. Like for me personally, I, I wanted to get further and further up my career because I was trying to make my dad proud. So it's also kind of the the awareness of what is actually really the most important for me. Do I really want this next job or this promotion? Is it for me or is it for someone else? So I think it's that awareness of asking that question of who is it for first and foremost. Um, 
but ultimately yeah we we're always on this yeah this striving to be more striving to, to see what's next but do we actually really want that I don't know that's that's a big question that uh, for me personally I found that I was going after it for all the wrong reasons so what's your back did, did you uh, go to uni how did you get into this work um no I was a <laughs> I can rebel from all education. Um, <laughs> I I fell into a career that was that was uh, I worked for various different media companies, entertainment brands. I sold licensing rights for things like Warner Brothers, like big big blockbuster movies. I worked for some really big companies like BBC and Fremantle Media, and um, I sort of worked my way up. But again, it was sort of like that ego within my dad, like my trans get my dad's approval but I burnt out because I didn't believe I was enough um I got into this company it was Warner Brothers and I just kept on striving to get my manager's approval um but ultimately I was never gonna you know we were sort of striving to 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 be approved of when actually if we uh, we sort of build that self-worth within ourselves then it's kind of like we're rather than seeking validation outside it's it's seeking validation in in ourselves and that's the kind of the work that I do it's all about what is most important first and foremost is to like and accept ourselves and what we are doing rather than being waiting to for someone else to like us or a manager to say oh well done you did that it's kind of like well done I did it myself um so yeah it's it, it's yeah it's it's that constant awareness and checking in with yourself is really really important oh yeah well I'm a yoga teacher as well so I'm like listen deeply your gut instinct tells you so so much don't you think yeah so when did you step away because our, our paths might have even crossed I was entertainment and PR and Warners and oh, really? yeah how funny wow. um when did you step away then when did you have the realization that you were ready or empowered to step away yeah I mean I think it was just that sort of light bulb moment that I wanted to sell something that I really believed in and when I went through that state of burnout overwhelm you know I was constantly exhausted and stressed and I'd spend you know I was glued to my phone glued to my email and I just uh, just suddenly realized that this is ridiculous I'm not happy um, and I went off on sort of this this expedition, really, to look at ways that I could support myself within my current work where I was at. And that's where I found like meditation and gratitude and just simple things that I could do in, in my day that would help lower my stress levels and help me sleep at night. And I kind of had this little box of tricks that I then started to tell other people about and um, I sort of then wanted to break away from that. So I did my yoga teacher training um, and started to then work for a few wellness companies, which is when I, you know, really got into helping people with just these simple little habits that they can introduce into their day. Um, and then I sort of did my coaching off the back of that. So, I mean, that's a long sort of, there's a long, long story behind that, obviously. But um, yeah, it was ultimately I just I just loved being able just to tell someone a little thing that they could do that would make them feel better. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I, I often speak to um, women, whether on the podcast or just in the community or in webinars, like high achieving women. 
that have had incredible jobs at like big huge companies not that it's all about that to anyone listening it doesn't need to be a big glitzy glammy glamour job but women that have walked away from it for loads of different reasons i've just interviewed um someone from careers after babies which is like a self-accreditation uh, piece and she had some really shocking you know just personal anecdotes of mates that were so senior that now have completely just converted and just do a, a more basic level job not that there's anything wrong with those jobs but because they weren't supported when they chose to have kids so it's not just the children piece it might be that they get to a point where I don't know like in my 30s I was so much more confident and knew who I was so much more but I almost look back on my 20s now and think oh, I wish I'd have known some of that then mm. you know so I could um use like like the yoga the pranayama the breathing all of the things because when I look back I was definitely stressed in those environments people pleasing trying mm. to conform so the women that you work with why why would someone come to you do you reckon they're already experiencing that stress and burnout yeah i think it's 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 definitely the the stress and burnout but i think ultimately you know whenever i i speak to you know my community it's it's all about if you could change one thing what would it be and what comes up top is is how i talk to myself how i feel when i look in the mirror how i feel when i walk into a room and it's this constant doubt um, and it, it kind of gets to a point, and this is what happened with me, is that, that I'd spent my most of my life give, you know, being awful to myself, the, my worst, worst critic. And it's it got to a point where I was like, I'm done with this. I want to be able to, you know, support myself and shower myself in compassion and love. And I, you know, I, I don't want to feel like this anymore. So it, it kind of gets to a point where because we we lack awareness in how we go about our day because we're in this autopilot eat sleep repeat mode and especially if you're juggling like a full-time job with looking after kids or not kids or whatever you're doing in your in your life we're not aware of how we're actually feeling each day and, and it get and unfortunately it gets to a point where we hit for me that rock bottom or we hit to that state of burnout where the body physically shuts down that we then start to look at okay what can we do to make some changes so why i got into this really was because i don't want anyone else to get to that stage where they're at this feeling of just pure overwhelm um but ultimately it, it takes awareness in order for us to change um how can we become aware well it's meditation it's you know taking a deep breath it's doing some mindful walking out in nature you know there's lots of things we can do um to be able to have that check in with ourselves how am i today how do i feel today what do i need in order to feel a little bit better so a lot of this work that i do is is definitely creating that sense of awareness i mean you will know as a yoga teacher that um it, it unless we unless we we have that check-in with ourselves it's really difficult to make any changes so powerful the check-in i say this to my kids as well like just ask yourself how, how you're feeling today like if they're all if they're being annoying if they're being like if they won't do you know i've asked them to brush their teeth or something i'm like is everything okay how are we doing today and it's mm -hmm. it's so simple but we just don't do it enough but yet we would ask other people how are yeah. you how are you doing but we don't really turn it back on ourselves so how would you help a woman over 
overcome so if there's a woman listening how would you help them overcome like maybe deep-rooted self-doubt maybe it's been going on for years how tangibly how do you do it it yeah it, it's sort of the again an important question of having that check-in with how do you talk to yourself when something goes wrong how do you talk to yourself when you're rejected or you receive criticism? What is that ultimate response that you have? And it's probably, you idiot, or you shouldn't have done that, or you, you're no good, or you never get things right. Like, you know, so we're, that, that inner dialogue that it plays on auto-replete that you're probably not, not used to actually questioning, but it's getting familiar with what you say to yourself when something goes wrong getting clear with that and then starting to change the narrative so when you do have that rejection or that you suddenly see something on social media and you start to compare who you are you start to question whether your life's enough you know we're constantly wanting what everybody else has um it's then starting to change the narrative actually i'm okay i'm doing my best i'm i'm safe i'm supported i'm capable so a lot of the work i do is reframing our mindset but first getting you know getting clear with what we're saying to ourselves and then switching it and we can change our mind you know our, our mind is changing in real time even throughout this talk our mind is, is expanding we want to learn we're constantly learning and growing thanks to neuroplasticity so we can if we commit to it and we want to change that negative dialogue to compassion and support, we totally can, but it's, you know, it's it's starting to bring that into our into our language and how we talk to ourselves from today onwards. And then, you know, 30 days from now, you'll start to believe it. And then it's, so there's, there's lots of science behind affirmations um and you know how we speak to ourselves there is so much power in our words our minds listening to everything so even if i was to say to you now or any one of your listeners nine wonderful things about you i'd say one mean thing you would remember that mean thing and it's the same thing you know when we see a comment on uh, you know if someone was to comment on your podcast and say something horrible about it but you get all of these wonderful compliments you'd focus on the negative and we always do that by default but that's our brain survival um it was set for survival so any any doubt any worry any fear we remember that so vividly because we don't want it to happen again so it's very difficult our avoidance of something bad is far greater so that's why we you know when we switch the narrative to what's going well what can we appreciate how do we want to feel connecting to that feeling is really important that is so fascinating about the science behind it i love it like the neuroplasticity was it yeah why are we clinging on to the the negative comments do you know like what why yeah because it's it's come to our our primal function of our being is to survive right we're designed in order to survive so if i was to say to you zoe you're an absolute idiot you be you're you you would go on high alert that is a threat because i'm questioning whether you're good enough i'm questioning and so your primal instinct is threat survival and then you will remember that so vividly because it's you do not want it to happen again you do not want to be coming to harm so um it's kind of like um it's just really focusing on what's going wrong the fear the worry because it's it's protection mm. so in a work situation when you think about it like over the years or if anyone's listening and they've made a mess up at work or they've had bad feedback or they've had a bad 
performance review let's face it we're not all perfect we are human I suppose a good way around then is to recognize that you're focusing on it which is half the battle isn't it checking mm -hmm. in and then thinking of the positives which my husband I don't know what it was the other day I think it, I was hormonal and I was maybe talking about all of the work that I've got going on or jobs for women and he was like Zoe you are focusing on the things that haven't gone right and he was like should we just talk about how many podcasts or whatever it was that I'd done and it was amazing because he recognized I was like chirping at myself and it was in that moment where I took a pause and was like oh god yeah I am mm -hmm. so it is it is it is interesting and I love the science like you, when you're explaining it like that it does make sense survival you know if you think about women listening if they've been called out in a meeting or you know like even in front of everyone your body almost goes into that fight or flight doesn't it mm -hmm. yeah 100 we will always we will always remember so vividly when we said something wrong in a meeting you'll forget all the wonderful things that you did do the amazing presentation all the compliments you'll still remember that one thing that went wrong and that's because it's our avoidance of something bad happening is far greater so we remember it so it doesn't happen again because that feeling of when we do something wrong is you know we become anxious we start to panic and that is the same response as fight or flight when we're running from a tiger so you know take us way back when so it's it's a protection mode so it's kind of when we when we're aware of okay i'm reacting that way because i'm just trying to keep myself safe i'm okay let's focus on what i did do well so again it's connecting to the awareness and and that's another piece of the work i do as well it's it's reflection so looking back oh how what did you do this week what went well for you this week who did i speak to what great conversations did i have who helped me this week and that's a really great thing to do at the end of the week look back look back through your emails look back through your meetings and you'll be surprised at just like oh yeah that went well and oh well that went well um and it's great to do at the end of the day as well i do it before i go to bed um just acknowledging all of the little moments of joy all of that you know even if it was your tasty lunch even if it was just someone smiling to you letting you on the tube you know it's just the moments that we often forget and, and often take for granted as well it, it this is all about changing our energy levels so rather than being the the heavy weight of our day being that nothing went well it's focusing on what went right and that as soon as you start to talk about that your energy levels will rise and and that's how you will then start to notice more of it because the more yeah the more that you're grateful for and it's a great thing to do with kids as well just asking them okay what went well in your day and they're like oh this happened this happened and then it's like that joy joy so like yeah. also sort of being that that child within ourselves as well just acknowledging the joy is really important I love that and really great tips there. I'm going to actually adopt that. I love the end of the week one, but also every day. Yeah. Just the end of each day. Do you write yours down or is it yeah. more of a, okay. You can, you can do either or like I have a journal by my bed and it's just something I do. It's now part of my routine. So I think for anyone who wants to try and introduce a new habit, make it easy for yourself. So either tag it onto another habit so for me getting into bed it's a, my journals by my bed that's a reminder i write a few things down and it doesn't need to be this long journaling practice you know i literally a couple of lines that's it put it away and um a gratitude jar is also great to do especially for kids as well like physically writing something down about their day putting it in the jar and then you know look back in, at, throughout that jar at the end of the month or the, or the week um 
so it's yeah the more that we when we write we're we're sort of connecting more to that feeling and, and the actual action as well so but yeah you can just do it in your head do it in the shower it doesn't it's you know it doesn't need to be a big I suppose the same could be applied I'm big on gratitude I teach gratitude every I teach in person once a week still and I always ask them to think of something they're grateful for but the same could be applied for someone listening to the world of work you know like I've been in jobs where I've become a bit like oh this is rubbish and I've not had a pay rise and bit bitter and twisted you could almost change your way of thinking with work if you're thinking about maybe leaving or going for a promotion or you know leaving completely like what is going well what am I grateful for what do I enjoy about the job that kind of thing yeah yeah I mean even especially that Monday morning feeling you know even just <laughs> changing changing the language of rather than oh I've got to go to work and I've got to do this like I get to I get to go to work every day. I get to have a purpose. I get to earn money. So I get to buy things. You know, it's it's just, it's just sim simply changing the, our language rather than I have to, I get to. And um, I think that that's really helpful with a mindset shift. Um, but yeah, just being grateful to have a job, especially, you know, there's always so one, so many people less fortunate than us. Yeah. You know, those who get to listen to this podcast, those who get to, you know, go to the gym or get to eat, you know, get to drink. It's just. Yeah. A hundred percent. And how do you think we've got to wrap up soon, but when we're thinking, cause obviously at jobs for women, we, we look at, we help companies improve their women in leadership or more women in the organization how does the work that you do like when we're thinking about self-acceptance and talking to ourselves how is that going to affect the workplace moving forward when we think about maybe women in leadership like do you think companies need to be like thinking about how we're going to empower women and do this in a work with them do you think they need to step up and join in yeah i mean ultimately i think there's so much power in you know that community and connection and support and the work I do especially in a group environment when I go into an organization would be that there's so much power in people realizing that they're not alone they're not alone in these feelings of doubt and when we sort of acknowledge that and then you know imposter syndrome's a, a big one within the workplace and in, imposter is where we just don't feel good enough that someone else is better than us but when we can sort of come home and realize that we are all in this together, that we're all just trying to battle our way and navigate our way. And when we're worrying about what someone else is thinking of us, they're worrying about what someone else is thinking of them. So I think it's the, I think particularly women within, within any organization, I think women, you know, they, they think from the heart, they speak from the heart. And there's, I think if we can really connect to that, compassion and kindness supporting one another but also you know that whole acceptance piece of this is who I am I'm you know I've got so much value to give I am significant within this organization I trust that I'm enough I trust that the work I'm doing is enough so it's really cultivating that sense of I am who I am my differences make me exceptional my uniqueness is 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 the most beautiful thing I can do if I can really embrace that so um, I think 
yeah, I think it's sort of leading leading from the heart, I think it is a big one um, to have that sort of sense of compassion and, and sympathy, and but also the understanding that everyone has something to give and something to contribute and everyone's got their own, you know, unique values and, and, and strengths to bring um, within each organisation. So it's it's also letting people thrive in them in themselves as well and have the confidence to sort of step out into knowing that it's a safe space to be actual you know to be able to shine and and, and bring their own strengths into it yeah like authentic leadership because who wants carbon copies of everyone like yeah. no thanks no thank you that was fascinating and it was um a delight to chat to you today if people want to reach out to you where can they find you uh so i do um lots of sort of inspiration and and tips and affirmations and all that sort of stuff on my instagram page which is hannah holt mindset i'm also on linkedin as well same um, hannah holt mindset um and then yeah my website which is hannahholt.co.uk and yeah awesome. that's, that's and i'll put all of the links in the show notes honestly such a pleasure really interesting and tips that women can implement including myself and i'm definitely going to do the gratitude jar with the kids so thank you for your time today thank you zoe no it's been lovely being with you thank you